Holy Saturday. Holy Saturday is only referenced in passing in sacred scripture and then only in the Gospel of Matthew. The next day, the one following the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Give orders, then, that the grave be secured until the third day, lest his disciples come and steal him and say to the people, He has been raised from the dead. So they went and secured the tomb by fixing a seal to the stone and setting the guard. Matthew twenty-seven sixty-two through 66 Ironically, it was Jesus' enemies who were afraid of the resurrection happening as the Lord had predicted. The followers of Jesus were the ones who seemed not to have been expecting it, and who even needed convincing. Good Friday had been the day of preparation for the Sabbath day, which always began at sundown on Friday and ended with sundown on Saturday. So, because according to Jewish custom no work was permitted on the Sabbath, the first Holy Saturday was a quiet and mournful one for the followers of Jesus. It seemed that the apostles hid behind the locked doors of the cynical room and did not venture out for fear of being arrested as followers of Jesus. We know that they were still behind the locked doors when the resurrection was announced to them on the following day. On Holy Saturday, as on the two days preceding it, there is no Mass celebrated in the morning. However, it is the custom in many parishes for the people to gather in church for a service of morning prayer. And although the altar has been stripped bare for Good Friday, this is the day the church will be decorated for Easter. The sanctuary will be restored and many Easter flowers will be brought in to adorn the church. The preparations may be extensive and often require a team of people to complete. However, all must be readied by sundown because that is when the Easter Vigil Mass begins. The first part of the Mass generally takes place outside the church building entirely or it may begin in the vestibule. It commences with the Lucernarium, a Latin word meaning service of the light. The church begins in darkness, while the priest and other ministers light a large fire at the entrance. The priest, wearing white vestments, then introduces the Mass with these words, Dear brethren, on this most sacred night in which our Lord Jesus Christ passed over from death to life, the church calls upon her sons and daughters, scattered throughout the world, to come together to watch and pray. If we keep the memorial of the Lord's Paschal Solemnity in this way, listening to his word and celebrating his mysteries, then we shall have the sure hope of sharing his triumph over death and living with him in God. The priest then blesses the fire, and he uses a taper to light the large paschal candle, the Easter candle. This candle, generally three to five feet in height, represents the person of Christ as it is carried into the darkened church. It is amazing how much light one flame can give out in a completely darkened space. The symbolism is profound as we recall our Lord's words, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John 8.12 In this moment, the church in darkness represents the world before Christ's coming, immersed in the darkness of sin. But God had made a promise to fallen humanity that he would save us by sending a Savior. As John the Evangelist would describe the Son of God as the Word at the beginning of his Gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. 
The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. John 1, 3-5 and 9. As the people prepare for the procession, the priest says, May the light of Christ rising in glory dispel the darkness of our hearts and minds. Then the minister moves into the church, holding the paschal candle aloft as he proclaims three times the light of Christ, to which the people respond, Thanks be to God. This mirrors the showing of the cross three times on Good Friday. While this is happening, something extraordinary occurs. Prior to Mass, the entire congregation has been given small taper candles. As the Paschal candle slowly moves through the church, ministers and servers take the flame from the large candle and use it to light the smaller candles of the people. The one blessed flame is thus passed from person to person throughout the entire church. This represents how the light of the gospel of Jesus spreads throughout the world. Very quickly, the entire church is brightened with candlelight and every face is illumined by its own candle. A flame is the only non-living thing in the world that, when divided, becomes more than it was and not less. As the church says in its prayer at this Mass, a fire into many flames divided, yet never dimmed by sharing of its light. When the priest and the other ministers arrive in the sanctuary, the people continue standing with their lit candles as a minister sings or chants a lengthy prayer called the Exultet, Latin for exult. This prayer, which goes back to the 7th century, is a hymn of praise to God. It draws parallels between the Old and the New Testaments, and its language is very beautiful. This is the night when once you led our forebears, Israel's children, from slavery in Egypt and made them pass dry shod through the Red Sea. This is the night that with a pillar of fire banished the darkness of sin. This is the night that, even now, throughout the world, sets Christian believers apart from worldly vices and from the gloom of sin, leading them to grace and joining them to his holy ones. This is the night when Christ broke the prison bars of death and rose victorious from the underworld. The sanctifying power of this night dispels wickedness, washes faults away, restores innocence to the fallen and joy to mourners, drives out hatred, fosters concord, and, bring and brings down the mighty. When the exalted has ended, the people extinguish their candles and are seated. The church is once again in darkness, except for the light of the paschal candle burning in the sanctuary and a few dim lights to assist the ministers. The priest introduces the liturgy of the word with this prayer. Dear brethren, now that we have begun our solemn vigil, let us listen with quiet hearts to the word of God. Let us meditate on how God in times past saved his people and in these, the last days, has sent us his Son as our Redeemer. Let us pray that our God may complete this paschal work of salvation by the fullness of redemption. The Liturgy of the Word in the Easter Vigil Mass contains eight readings, interspersed with sung psalms and recited prayers, followed by a gospel reading of the resurrection from Matthew, Mark, or Luke. The seven readings from the Old Testament trace salvation history throughout sacred scripture. The readings include the account of the creation of the world and the story of God asking Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac, both 
from the book of Genesis. There is the story of the people of Israel escaping slavery through the crossing of the Red Sea in the book of Exodus. Other readings from the Old Testament prophets all point to God promising his people that he would bring them salvation. Some of these readings may be omitted, but at least three readings from the Old Testament must be proclaimed, and one of these must always be the reading from the book of Exodus. After the last Old Testament reading is proclaimed, The Gloria is sung, often accompanied by the ringing of bells, at which point the church lights are turned on and the altar candles are lit. Following the proclamation of the gospel and the homily, the priest and the ministers go to the baptismal font to bless the water. First, the litany of saints is sung, where the church calls upon the saints in heaven to assist us with their prayers. Many saints are specifically named and they include men and women who lived at all times and places throughout the history of the church up to recent times. The prayer of blessing of the water invokes images from salvation history. The waters of the time of creation, the waters of the great flood, the waters of the Red Sea and the River Jordan, and the water that flowed from Christ's pierced side on the cross, which is a symbol of the water of baptism. At the end of this lengthy prayer, The paschal candle is generally lowered three times into the water, representing Christ's death and resurrection, which happens also to us at baptism when we die to sin and things of this world and rise to the life of grace with Christ. It is during the Easter Vigil Mass that, following the homily, catechumens, the unbaptized, receive the sacrament of baptism. In some parishes, adult Catholics may receive the sacrament of confirmation and candidates, non-Catholic Christians, may be received into full communion with the Church. Catechumens receive on this night three sacraments, baptism, confirmation, and holy communion. Those who have already been validly baptized into another Christian denomination receive the sacraments of confirmation and holy communion. Often there will be catechumens and candidates to receive the sacraments, but sometimes a parish may not have anyone in a particular year. These new Catholics have always been accompanied in their spiritual journey and preparation by members of the parish, clergy, and laity, and some of them converts themselves. After a period of instruction in the faith and much prayer, their entry into the faith becomes a great moment in any parish. For every convert to the faith, there are many others who have helped them on their spiritual journey and who stand with them on this night. This is precisely what Christ intended when he gave his church the Great Commission. All disciples of Jesus are called to have a missionary spirit and share what they have been given with others. What we share, we do not lose. Instead, we receive more in abundance, as when the flame is shared with others, and so ends in brightening the entire church. Following the reception of the sacraments of baptism and confirmation, The priest then addresses the congregation and leads them in a renewal of their baptismal promises. The people relight their candles and are asked first to reject Satan and sin, and then to profess their faith in God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Then the priest takes the newly blessed Easter water and walks through the church sprinkling the people with it. This same renunciation of sin and renewal of baptismal promises will take place at all Masses celebrated on Easter Day as well. Mass now continues as usual. 
At the time of Holy Communion, those who have received the other sacraments earlier in the Mass will now generally receive first, followed by the rest of the congregation. At the end of Mass, the priest will usually offer a solemn blessing over the people, which says in part, Now that the days of the Lord's Passion have drawn to a close, may you who celebrate the gladness of the Paschal Feast come with Christ's help and exulting in spirit to those feasts that are celebrated in eternal joy. At the dismissal, the priest or deacon will say or chant, Go forth, the Mass is ended, Alleluia, Alleluia, and the people will respond with, Thanks be to God, Alleluia, Alleluia. This special dismissal with a double Alleluia will be used throughout the eight-day octave of Easter. <laughs> 